Happy Monday, everybody, and welcome back to Brown Bag Bets, powered by Betsperts. We are sorry, powered by Betsperts. We are your daily dose of quick and handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always is Andy Monitor. Sorry, I'm a mess. I'm all just for those who don't know, I literally sat down to do this like two minutes ago at people over last night. I had to rebuild my whole thing. But honestly, Andy, the most distracting thing, there's still golf going on. I was watching golf like <sighs> 10 minutes ago. How great is this? So from a content creator standpoint, it kind of squeezes next week. And like somebody uh, working on a preview for this, he's like, we we went back and forth last night. I'm like, yeah, maybe we'll wait. Then this morning I'm like, shit, like I need to start prepping for the Valspar. Like other people need to start prepping for the Valspar. Anything we have for this next tournament, we're just going to put it out right now. So there'll be written content up at Betsperts Golf. Again, that's free for the next few weeks. Like for the next tournament before the leaders even tee off in the fourth round here, because some of that stuff would go up on Sunday night anyway. And I, I can't wait for Tuesday to start putting prep work in for this next one. And it, it is a lot of fun that we have. Um, we have a lot of fun of this, uh, this Monday tournament like this. And we have a pretty good leaderboard, you know, uh, Lahiri isn't a name you see a lot. It's fun to see him successful, but you know, see the main the main culprits up there. I think uh, Dan got these from over at FanDuel. The live odds, which would be, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Dan. You grab these between round three and round four, which, and even now, I wouldn't see a lot of this changing unless somebody is taking some big bets on them because. We're going to start round four and these, you know, these main top groups aren't going to go off for a while. They're going to be able to sit. So this is your round four odds with Burns, Casey, and Cam Smith at the top. Lahiri, the actual leader, a little further behind. And then Munoz, the Gim Reaper, Tom Hoagie, and Sugar Shane Lowry, who is one of the men to ace a hole this weekend, which my favorite part of the whole weekend. I think it was JT um, on the hole with him. Yeah, it's Justin Thomas, where this giant Irishman is coming in for a high five, and, and he just pulls back like, I want no part. This is that meat hooks coming at you at 50 miles an hour. It's like, yeah, you're going to break my hand. We're going to break your hand. We will get some CBI, but um, yeah, this is exciting watching golf. This is, uh, and never have I ever probably seen a tournament where people complain about their tea times often often it's patrick reed but never have i ever seen one wave get absolutely hosed like this the people that went out early on thursday basically didn't have to play in the wind yeah what was the differential it was like uh, over three strokes or something i saw it was like three and a quarter strokes gained or something yeah it was it was probably a little, I think it was one and a half per round. So it's like right at three strokes. <clears throat> There's often not a difference at all between the, the players that go out in the morning and the ones that go out in the afternoon. A decent sized wave adjustment or wave advantage, a stroke, stroke and a half. That's, that's hard to overcome when the course is literally playing a stroke and a half easier for half the field and you're not in that. That sucks. What is playing three strokes easier? That's a nightmare for you. And they showed like a six, it was like 66%. It was roughly two thirds of the people who made the cut were from that, that obviously the easier, the easier um, tea time. So it's just life's unfair. 
golfers do complain about everything power <laughs> trip hits out there but you know life ain't fair and them them's the breaks i'm sure it's like when you have a bad beat you just have to wait for the universe to come around and give you a lucky win and it's uh but it's it's been exciting and i do look i tweeted this out i look forward to somebody quoting a bet next year like i'm betting against this guy he missed the cut at the players last year and <laughs> like having to tell the guy like yeah he was playing in an effing hurricane sorry you, you should you should go back and write write some notes down about what happened last year because it's uh it's something context is everything yeah so so now golf, who, who do golf, you think i mean do you have i know you still have a louis ticket was there anybody you would actually bet at those odds i mean i know everybody likes bernsey but six to one i don't know it's always tough yeah, for me to, to figure not, out what these live odds should look like when it's so tightly packed. Not anymore at these odds. It's it's I'm probably leaving those alone. Like Bernsey was 50 to one pre-tournament. That's our kind of our company play because uh Sam's model had him way higher than the market. And we just, you know, we said some of those was we'll look at it and be like, yeah, we need to do some digging in and figure out why somebody is way off. That's what we're doing working with the model right now. But Sam Burns being high, we just said, you know what? let's take a stand on him. I, I actually think that's a thing. And he went from 50 to one, he came down to 35. Uh, he was bet pre-market. So the market agreed with uh, our, you know, distinction on him. And Cam Smith is probably the guy I'm cheering for because he's my one and done. Um, so Cam Smith is my man. This uh, And I'll probably just leave the live betting alone. Otherwise, I didn't do a lot of other betting. If you remember last week, if you guys watched, I had two head-to-heads and one was Lowry over Adam Scott. Adam Scott is not here right now. So that one is already cashed with Lowry making the cut. And then the other one was Zalatoris over Dustin Johnson, which was looking like it was going to be back and forth. And now we are sitting on an eight stroke lead going into the final round. So hopefully young Zal can keep it, keep his shit together on the putting green and not screw up an eight stroke lead and get me home on my two head-to-heads. I'm excited again. It's. Do you think they'll get it all in today? I'm looking at the times. I think they might actually wrap it today. Yeah. Um. Sunset is like 6:30 your time. Although daylight savings, maybe I'm off now. It was. That's what it was. No, I think that because you push it back. Anyway, I don't know. It should be later. There, there, there should be able. There, I think they're going to go off with threesomes again. I think we're going to get this done. So hopefully, it looks like the last tea times 10 in the morning. So they should be fine. Oh yeah, okay, we're we're fine. Let's roll. Seven thirty sunset, so it did spring ahead an hour. Weird, just like everything else. And thank you. Daniel. Something sunset doesn't matter in the NBA. The weather doesn't usually matter in the NBA. And we're back to some NBA action as we're whittling down this season. We're getting so close to as we did a big. If you missed that, we did a big to do with Drew last week. Alex was a great guest. Talked a lot of NBA getting into seeding and where, you know, where we think stuff's lands and how that affects path. Go listen to that if you missed it. But uh, right now, Alex has some NBA bets for tonight. Got to do something. I mean, that's, that's going to be on this high from watching golf all day. But a couple looks I do like in the association tonight. Decent slate. Um, some interesting games after what was kind of a funky weekend. But we'll jump into it. A couple overs and a team total under here. My Philadelphia 76ers, after struggling to close out the Orlando Magic, had to go to overtime, Andy, to, to get it done, to beat the Magic literally last night, um, come back home to play the Denver Nuggets. The Nuggets kind of in an okay schedule spot, um, which should be a really fun matchup. And 
a total that we talk about this from time to time. I know you mentioned it with your college basketball and totals. Sometimes they're so far off, you're not really sure what you should do with them. And this was kind of the case for me. I have this close to 230. Um, I wonder, again, if I'm not taking into account the rest um, angle here and the fact that the Sixers, again, played a ton of minutes last night and might just be kind of washed. Um, but they might want to engage in kind of a slower pace here. There's There might be something I'm missing here, but really like the over here. It's up to 221. Again, I, I'd play this 222, 223. Again, when something sticks out that far off, I, I feel like there's something I'm missing. But either way, this looks like it should be a competitive game. I, I think there's a good shot here of, of the Nuggets honestly pulling the upset, given the schedule spot for the Sixers. But should be a lot of points here tonight. Another game, the Charlotte Hornets playing um, the Oklahoma City Thunder going over 232 here. I have this one at 236. The Hornets are starting to play better. The offense efficiency is picking up. The pace is picking up. And the Oklahoma City Thunder don't really have anybody that can play defenses left. Dort's out. Favors is out. Uh, just half of our roster left. But they continue to score well and, you know, allow teams to play in what should be a high-paced game here tonight. I thought about maybe just going with the Hornets team total over, but I think the Thunder can still score as long as SGA is on the floor, which he is. So we'll go over 233 or better there. And then the Trailblazers, team total under 110. And this is one, it's it's hard to find alts for team totals. There's a couple places that have them. I might go in and, and sprinkle something on under 105 and under 100 here. And this Blazers team, there's no Anthony Simons tonight, no Yusuf Nurkic tonight, which means we're going with Brandon Williams, CJ Ellaby, Josh Hart, Greg Brown the third, and Drew Eubanks with, I'm sure, a healthy dose of Trendon Watford. I know that Andy has heard of maybe one of those names. I like Eubanks. He was the guitar player on uh, Leno. Exactly. Right now he's playing college. I'm sorry. Now he's playing professional basketball, but and the Blazers have just been a mess here. They've really struggled to score points against anyone. Tonight they go against an Atlanta Hawks team. I'd rather have John Collins playing, but the Hawks have, you know, had no trouble taking big leads and kind of holding on to them late squandering teams and playing a little bit better defense here. It's just a mess for this Trailblazers team. So happy to go under 110 here, two overs and an under. Two, all just all totals. Well, a team total, I guess. That's, that counts. Dan says, the Hawks don't play defense. Pass. It's my <laughs> kind of ball. I like that kind of basketball. It's my favorite kind of basketball. Um, I have a college, if you're looking at this in video form, I have college hoops on the ticker. There's no college hoops today, but be pretty remiss not to talk about it at all. I mean, this is wasn't this, this, this bracket thing I've been looking at all morning. But yeah, this is the first day since December 26th that there will not be any games. Um, obviously, we had championship games yesterday, even into Selection Sunday. They played on Christmas. They played on New Year's Eve. They played on New Year's Day. But they did not play on the 26th. They gave them that Sunday off for some reason. Um, and I, I really thought they had Christmas off, but I saw that <laughs> Wyoming played on Christmas. So God bless their hearts. I'm glad that, and that's why I'm glad they made the tournament. So the only one I have played yet, I did tweet out because stuff wasn't quite up on BetSports yet, but I did play that over in the South Dakota state game. I haven't got a chance to dig into anything deeply yet. I'm going to start on that as we, um, are getting closer, but a lot of the board cleaners and the early number grabbers have kind of had their way with some of these early markets. I'm not too excited about, you know, having to get Thursday and Friday bets in yet. I am a lot more focused on a couple other things and somebody else in the chat already brought it up. The NIT will begin tomorrow. And I believe the CBI 
starts am i by looking at the is it saturday that doesn't make a lot of sense cbi doesn't start till saturday i guess whatever and nit is firing up tomorrow so we got uh, March 15th and 16th for the first round. That's a fun one, too, because this time of year you throw out home court. But the NIT plays in home arenas for the first few rounds before they head to the Mecca in New yeah, York. Yeah, I love that. Those are high seeds. High seeds will host games, so you won't exactly know your path until the other games are happening if it gets down the down the line and there's some seeds that are higher or lower than you. So excited about that. I will start looking at that. And, yeah, the key debts are in the CBI. I like them quite a bit. I do like um, uh, Stephen F. Austin in the CBI quite a bit. And then the NIT is actually a bunch of really good teams that probably had a decent chance at getting in. If you look at the top seeds, I know Texas A&M fans are pretty sad about them. I wasn't fully expecting them to be that, bad, that far out, but Oklahoma, I think is my favorite team in that one. They are a one seed. It's like, yeah, that's, they're obviously a good team, but I think Oklahoma has a decent chance of just ripping through the NIT. I had them rated basically high enough to be in the bracket and nobody else really had them close enough. So We'll, we'll get into some picks as we go because tomorrow should be NIT and first four. Same goes with Wednesday and then Thursday, Friday. Obviously, we have a shitload of awesome first and second round games through uh, Thursday through the weekend we can get into. I'll probably take a look at some futures and some, uh, like, what do you want to call it, regional prices as well to win the region, to make the final four, see if there's anything that I think is a little off. It's tough this time of year. Same conversation we had about golf. Yeah. Like, yeah, we need to bet Burns this late, and it's it's tough to take a six to one. A lot of these future prices are, you know, of that same ilk. Like, yeah, you know, they they kind of know what the path is. They know how this team's rated. Those numbers are pretty tight. Though to be fair, the only March Madness future I've ever cashed was uh, for to win was Virginia that I took right before the tournament just to have something. And it was like 12 to one. It wasn't a very big number. And of course, every game came down to like the last possession. And I believe that was the Just brutal watches. Texas Tech final. I'm going to have to double check that. That was a fun year. Um, did you fill out a bracket yet? No, just the one I did two weeks ago that is has all the wrong teams <laughs> in the wrong spots. It's a, it's a mess. I might get the finals right, I guess. But um, no, I will I will fill out plenty of brackets. There's so many fun ones. Um, advice this time of year if you like to do that have yourself a burner email so you which i i have one just for junk mail like a junk mail email because you still want to check those emails and make sure you're doing the stuff but you don't want that in your gmail you don't want that in your nice work email because there are some people yeah. that just sign up for every free bracket that has cash like when you do that have a burner email because there's a million of those that you can and i've i've won you know, I've never won, but I've I've placed in something like that in the past. Or I'm gonna probably have to sell some crypto here to enter all the paid brackets <laughs> I usually do each year. Oh no! It kind of it adds up. It's like 20, 50 bucks at a time, and then all of a sudden it's like, man, I spent a lot of money in brackets again. It's uh, it's I'm gonna have to find some. It's one of those things I stopped working in an office about a year and a half or so ago, and that's the big, big, big way to do brackets. I mean, I've been filling mine out. I have too many five seeds. I, I need to do some more work here, but I'm sure we'll talk more about it. Speaking of brackets, they're using one out in Indian Wells and we're moving <laughs> right along in the Indian Wells. 1000, the ladies, you have a couple of, uh, a couple of 
shit, some big plus numbers here. I'm uh, eye popping even, I would say so. <laughs> Couple plays um, and even a future here that we're going to add. The nice part about this tournament is they kind of reset things, and we've got some some time here, handful of hours here before they start. But the first play I like here um, looks like it starts around three fifteen Eastern or so. Um, Marketa Vondrasova is going to play against Annette Contevaden. To be very clear, I'm not just fading the very popular mush that has a very large bet on the other side of this. I just really like this spot for Vondrasova. She's had success on these courts before. She's had success against Contevate, whose price continues to get just deeper and deeper and deeper, um, you know, which makes sense based on her play. But you have to really look at the difference again between indoors and outdoors. I think that this is a great spot for Vondrasova, who's been playing some nice tennis. So I'm going to take her on the money line at plus 155. And poke around. I think this is only a can be books. There might be a few other places. FanDuel might have something like this as well. But see if you can find an alt spread. Something on Vondrasova, minus two games, two and a half, minus three games. You can't find anything like this. Maybe player to win 2-0 for a little sprinkle there. But if she wins, I think this is going to be fairly comfortable. So taking Vondrasova here a couple different ways. And then a double over, over, I guess a triple over, if you will. Kudamertova, Boozkova play each other in what should just be an absolute battle. Was able to scoop 21 at minus 15 earlier today. Play that at minus 20 or better on the 21. 21 and a half at better standard juice is, is probably okay. You know, if you're stuck with a 21 and a half, maybe try to find a 22 for plus money. And this just should be a battle, whether it's three sets or not. I just think this is a really nice spot for what should be a long match. I'm going to try to find maybe odds for a tiebreaker here, possibly look at like a first set over 10 and a half kind of thing, a second set over 10 and a half kind of thing. So if we get a seven, five, seven, six, that's a nice little cash. And then also going to add here a, a little outright. There's some quarter prices up at a handful of shops. Um, Looking at Samson Nova here at five to one odds to win the first quarter. And this is simply just kind of a play that I stumbled on, Andy, because and I'm looking at the price here. Samson Nova in this round is minus 135. I have a closer to minus 145. I could make a case for 150. So a little bit of value there, but not enough maybe to grab that line. I then look at the possibility of the next match. It looks like it's going to be Kirstea or Halep. Kirstea right now, right around plus 250 or so against Halep. If Halep were to win there, I'd expect, you know, a similar price on Samsonova, closer to two to one. And when I put those together, I only get to about, you know, high three and a half to one-ish, like I think it was like 3.8, 3.9, call it four to one. Um, so at five to one here, I have some decent value, even if Halep is there. And if we get lucky enough that Kirstea can pull the upset, I'm, I'm sitting on a ton of equity here in the quarterfinals with a Kirstea-Samsonova matchup. Just really like the numbers here. And again, like Samsonova in this matchup, um, she's going to be playing uh, Petra Martic. She's been playing some great tennis, but you know a lot of three-match battles for her here. I wonder if she starts to be a little tired. Either way, I think Samson was more than talented enough to win that match. Again, I'd have her minus 145 or minus 150 there. So put it all together, and I like Samson over 5-1 to one to win the first quarter. Again, at a handful of spots. And then I see here, Patrick, he's got Kirstea 22-1 to one to win the first quarter. Um, yeah, grab some of that Samson over so you can cover yourself a little bit. I think, again, you probably wouldn't bet that. You know, you'd have to overcome either Halep or Goff here and there's not a great way for you to maybe hedge that other than maybe grab something on the other side right now. So that if Halep does get knocked out, you're in a really nice spot there. So good grab by you, Patrick there. And uh, we'll jump in Samson over five to one to win a quarter. I love a quarter price. You know me, I'm a sucker, especially when we have futures doing well. <clears throat> okay. 
well, it's Monday. Again, no college basketball day. We'll have some tomorrow and then through like the next three weeks, and that'll be awesome. It is the most wonderful time of the year. Real quick, shout out to the sponsor, Profit Exchange. Again, I will have a link in the show notes of the podcast and in the YouTube description. You can click on a link there, get on their newsletter, sign up list early, get their exclusive launch offer for when they do launch going forward. It should be dangerously soon here in New Jersey and Indiana and coming to more municipalities, regions, states, cities, and counties soon. So check that out, Profit Exchange. It is a basically the, the first uh, swing at American, uh, you know, what do we want to call it? Just peer-to-peer, if uh, if we don't want to call it a true betting exchange, but I, mean, I believe it is. It's a, it's a betting exchange here in the state. So check it out. Uh, thanks for watching. Hit the thumbs up on the way out. Hope you guys have a great week, and we'll catch you here tomorrow.